I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Go around the world with us. You're listening to Travels with President Russell M. Nelson. From Italy to South America, Tim Hughes revisits President Nelson's recent travels on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. For the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, their church president is viewed as more than just a leader, but a prophet, seer, and revelator. President Russell M. Nelson has been serving members of the church for most of his long life, with decades of service at local levels, as a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and now as the earthly head of the church. On September 6th, church members gathered at the Conference Center in Salt Lake City to sing and celebrate the life, service, and 95th birthday of President Russell M. Nelson. They celebrated his role as a voice for the world. President Nelson was sustained as the 17th president of the church on January 14, 2018, after serving as a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles since 1984. Since the time he was set apart as president, President Nelson has reached out to people across the globe, Brazil to Jerusalem, Zimbabwe to Orlando, building the church where members live through devotionals, missionary meetings, humanitarian efforts, and temple dedications. As of his birthday celebration, he has traveled over 90,000 miles to 28 countries and territories, met with over 100 world and religious leaders. President Nelson has traveled through the Pacific region, reached out to those distraught by disaster and violence on U.S. soil, and most recently embarked on a nine-day ministry to the people of Latin America. Hi, I'm Tim Hughes, and I'd like to invite you to embark on a special travelogue with me as we track the travels of President Nelson, touching the hearts of church members around the world. In April 2018, shortly after President Nelson was sustained president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he embarked on an inaugural global ministry tour to meet with members in Europe, Africa, Asia, and Hawaii. In a matter of 11 days, he visited three continents and eight cities. He was joined on the trip by his wife, Wendy, and Elder Jeffrey R. Holland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. On the first leg of the trip in London, England, President Nelson marveled at the diversity in the church he was already witnessing. This is a global, international trip around the world. But we just realized that we'll meet all the world's population right here in London. On the tour, he recorded on video a message called a special witness of Christ in Jerusalem, reached out to people of African nations in Zimbabwe, encouraged temple-worthy living in India and Thailand, 
and celebrated the spirit of modern-day pioneers in Hong Kong. He was asked to summarize his trip on his last stop in Hawaii. If I were to summarize in one word, I would call it temple. In Jerusalem, we talked about the temple that Jesus loved. And in several cities, we talked about the temple that's going to come to their place. He expanded on that focus while talking to the people of India, indicating that temple worthiness was necessary regardless of where the individual lived. He also emphasized that showing love for one another was part of what God expected of his children. We've been a temple building people from day one. We will have to give up contention. We'll have to learn to love one another. We'll have to keep the commandments. We'll have to be honest. And then we will be ready to enter the temple. President Nelson's visits have meant a lot to members around the world. People will have this in their minds and their hearts for the rest of their lives. One of the most important things that I felt like he was addressing was loving others, being kind to others, understanding and supporting others. I was very excited and very humbled as well. Um, I wasn't sure if I was actually going to go see him, but now I did, and I even got to shake his hand. <laughs> Elder Jeffrey R. Holland of the Church's Quorum of the Twelve Apostles understood the accomplishment and symbolism of the trip. The symbolism of this visit is, in a way, as important as the actual stop, so that the whole world, the whole church, would know that uh, their prophet cares about them, wants to be out with the people. That's uh, one of the things that's been accomplished, I think, in a wonderful way. In June 2018, shortly after the inaugural global ministry trip, President and Sister Nelson traveled north to Alberta, Canada for devotionals, church meetings, and a different kind of meeting for the pair. Sister Nelson was able to introduce President Nelson to her extended family and friends as she grew up, lived, studied, and worked in the area. President Nelson returned to Canada in August 2018 to conduct more devotionals, including one in Montreal provided in four languages, English, French, Spanish, and Mandarin. During that trip, he underscored a statement he had made earlier in the week, emphasizing the use of the church's full name. What we know is the Lord has said, Thus shall my church be called, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that's enough for me. We just want to be accurate. We're talking about the name of the church. We're not changing names, we're correcting a name. That fall, President Nelson traveled to the Caribbean and to South America. At a devotional in San Domingo, Dominican Republic, he even spoke to the congregation in their native Spanish tongue. Mi consejo de hoy es muy simple. Por favor, guarden los mandamientos de Dios. The next day, he again shared a special message in Spanish, this time in San Juan, Puerto Rico. He assured hurricane survivors that the Caribbean would see better days and then bore his testimony in their language. Better days are ahead for the people of Puerto Rico, knowing that the best days of your life are ahead for you and for your loved ones. For his South American ministry tour, he visited Peru, Bolivia, Paraguay, Uruguay, and finished by dedicating a temple in Chile. On October 28, 2018, President Nelson dedicated his first temple as president. The Concepcion Chile Temple is the second in the country and the 160th temple for the church worldwide. While discussing the temple dedication, he promised there is much more to come for the church as it expands into this new era of international temples. If you think the church has been fully restored, you're just seeing the beginning. There's much more to come. Wait till next year. It's going to be exciting.
Next, we follow President Russell M. Nelson's travels from closer to home as he reaches out to members and individuals in the U.S. I'm Tim Hughes, and you're listening to Travels with President Nelson, touching the hearts of church members around the world. Travels with President Russell M. Nelson with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. In the first year after President Russell M. Nelson was sustained as president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he visited five continents, 16 nations and territories, flew more than twice the Earth's circumference with over 55,000 flight miles. He participated in a global ministry tour that reached out to church members from London to Hong Kong, from Hawaii to India. He led devotionals in Canada and a temple dedication in Chile. He preached the gospel of the church as well as reinforced using the church's full name and serving others. But President Nelson's trips are not just limited to outside of the continental U.S. In his time as president, he has reached out to the people of North America and citizens in need in the U.S. He has connected with leaders of other faiths, those in marginalized communities, and individuals with diverse cultures and lifestyles. I'm Tim Hughes. Thank you for continuing this journey with me as we follow the travels with President Nelson, touching the hearts of church members around the world. In September 2018, President Nelson visited the people of the Pacific Northwest, ministering members in Seattle, Washington, and Vancouver, British Columbia. At Seattle's Safeco Field Stadium, his visit broke a record for the largest non-sporting event with nearly 50,000 attendants. At the devotional, he shared some of the lessons that life has taught him. We are all, metaphorically speaking, on a rafting trip through life. The greatest and only real safety comes as we hold on to the raft, which is the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. President Nelson explained how the humanitarian efforts of the church are not just focused on its members, but for the world as a whole. Whether we are digging wells in Africa, providing wheelchairs to those in need in Peru, our efforts are designed to help all mankind. We care deeply for our friends and neighbors the world over. These humanitarian efforts were felt by the victims of the campfire in Paradise, California, the deadliest and most destructive wildfire in California history that burned in November of 2018. In the days following the disaster, more than 12,000 community members received service from local church members, with many of the volunteers being victims of those fires themselves. President and Sister Nelson visited the area in January of 2019. We have come to minister unto you. We want to bring you hope. I know the Lord has been guiding you in your efforts to recover and move forward in faith. We already love you, and we honor you for your great faith that you have shown uh, in the midst of your devastating losses. The church's humanitarian program, Latter-day Saints Charities, focuses on fostering self-reliance and providing opportunities for service, like assisting in natural disasters such as the campfire. They strive to give food to the hungry, water to the thirsty, and to provide other necessities like clothing, medical supplies, and medical aid. The church also regularly gives cash and in-kind commodities through their own charities and with partner charities. In March 2019, for the third consecutive year, the church donated $4 million in grants to U.S. refugee settlement agencies alone. 
In June 2019, President Nelson and Sister Nelson visited the people of Orlando, making a conscious effort to extend a hand of friendship to people outside their faith. He spoke to a special devotional, commenting on the reputation Orlando has as being the happiest place on earth, and encouraged the crowd to find happiness by making an effort to get closer to God. Certainly, Orlando can claim to be the site of many happy memories for countless individuals. But lasting happiness, even joy, comes to those who keep the commandments of God. Before the devotional, President Nelson reached out to local government, interfaith, and business leaders. He met with the mayors of Orlando and Orange County, local school board members, and Barbara Poma, the owner of Pulse, the club where 49 people, members of the LGBT community, lost their lives in a mass shooting three years before. Poma is the executive director for the nonprofit One Pulse Foundation, established to create a sanctuary of hope following the tragedy. It was moved that he um, knew what we were doing, um, moved that he was so kind to me, and that um, it meant a lot. President Nelson has also directed a process of outreach and healing in other causes. In July 2019, President Nelson was invited to Detroit, Michigan, to speak at the 110th Annual Convention of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. He spoke at the same podium as the keynote speaker and NAACP chairman Leon Russell, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and 2020 presidential candidates. In a city steeped in the history of the civil rights movement, he complimented the efforts and goals of the NAACP and reinforced his belief that despite differences, we are all God's children. We truly believe that we are brothers and sisters, all part of the same divine family. As President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I pray that we may increasingly call each other dear friends, arm in arm and shoulder to shoulder. May we strive to lift our brothers and sisters everywhere in every way we can. Reverend Amos C. Brown, pastor of the Third Baptist Church of San Francisco, considers himself a good friend to President Nelson and was able to introduce him to the audience. I have been assigned the task to introduce and present a brother of another mother, a different faith tradition and of a different race. It can be well in this nation when we lock arms, as I locked arms with President Nelson, not as black and white, but as children of God who are about loving everybody and bringing hope happiness, and good health to all of God's children. Next, as we follow the travels of President Nelson, we move from his home in the United States to the dedication of the Rome Temple as we explore the historical significance and impact of that dedication. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, 
the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Travels with President Russell M. Nelson with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. So far in our special today, we have followed the travels of the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Russell M. Nelson, on multiple tours across the globe, as well as his visits closer to home. Now we follow him as he journeys to the eternal city of Rome for a temple dedication, steeped in historical significance, and then along to the island nations of the Pacific, where the church is seeing significant growth. I'm Tim Hughes, and we are continuing our travelogue, Travels with President Nelson, touching the hearts of church members around the world. As the head of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, President Russell M. Nelson has encouraged faith, urging members to stay on what he calls the covenant path, while also reaching out to others in love and service. President Nelson's teachings are familiar with Christians of many denominations as they reinforce the teachings of the apostles in the New Testament of the Bible, apostles such as Peter and Paul, who taught in the ancient city of Rome. In modern Rome, in the place where those early Christian leaders walked, a new place of worship has been erected, a temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In March of 2018, President Nelson was accompanied by every member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and the First Presidency as they dedicated the Rome-Italy Temple. On March 11th, they stood in the Visitor Center for a group photograph, marking one of only a handful of instances where the entire leadership gathered outside of the church's headquarters in Utah, and the first time they gathered outside of the United States. President Henry B. Eyring, second counselor in the First Presidency, and the elder David A. Bednar of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, reflected on that moment. I was thinking of Paul, who came here, and I was on the very road as I came here that he went along and I thought of him and so I loved being with the living apostles but also those who have been here before us. I love these brethren with whom I serve to be here for this dedication and to be all together is a once in a lifetime experience I will always remember. And President Nelson spoke of how this act will bless the members of the church. I think the Lord is pleased. He wanted it done that way. It'll be a blessing for the people all over the world because these apostles now will go all over the world and recount the experiences that they felt here as this holy house was dedicated. President Nelson had his own amazing event to recount on his trip to Rome, a formal audience with Pope Francis. At the Vatican, the two faith leaders focused on their similarities, not their differences. We had a most cordial unforgettable experience with His Holiness. He was most gracious and warm and welcoming. We talked about our mutual concern for the people who suffer throughout the world. We want to relieve human suffering. We talked about the importance of religious liberty, the importance of the family, our mutual concern for the youth of the church, and the need for people to come to God and worship Him, pray to Him, and have the stability that faith in Jesus Christ will bring to their lives. After an exchange of words, there was an exchange of gifts and compliments. We gave to him a miniature replication of Torvaldsen's statue of the Christus, and he gave us a gift of 
his decoration on the family. What a sweet, wonderful man he is, and how fortunate the Catholic people are to have such a gracious, concerned, loving, and capable leader. The meeting was a touching scene for all in attendance, including for President M. Russell Ballard of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. The moment when President Nelson actually embraced the Pope and they gave each other a hug as we left was everything. On the eve of the Rome-Italy Temple dedication, a special devotional was held for the youth of the church in the area. President Nelson, his wife's sister Wendy Nelson, and President M. Russell Ballard were among the speakers. They focused on the love God has for the youth of the church and the importance of the example they are setting. Our dear brothers and sisters, we love you and we love being with you on this historic evening. This is the evening before the Lord's first temple in Rome will be dedicated. Now I want to testify to you that God's love for you, my beloved young people, it's real. The thought occurred to me that now that we have a temple in Rome, that your friends will watch you more carefully than they ever have before. President Nelson offered 10 thoughts of advice for the youth, five things to know and five things to do. These thoughts included the challenge to stand for truth, pursue an education, to feast on the words of the Lord, and more. After the devotional, President Ballard commented on his excitement about the future of the church in Italy in regards to its youth members. The future of the church in Italy is going to be tremendous. And what a thrill to have them so excited about having their own temple here in Rome. The Rome-Italy temple dedication took place over a decade after it was originally announced. Several hurdles had to be overcome for the building to be completed, including the church being recognized as a religion by the Italian government, a thorough examination of the property to ensure that no ancient Roman ruins would be disturbed by the construction, as well as various changes in zoning and building regulations. The ground was broken in October of 2010, and construction began on what would eventually become a three-story, 40,000-square-foot building on roughly 15 acres of land. The temple campus includes a multifunctional meeting house, a family history center, housing for patrons, and a visitor center. Much care was given to the design of the campus, building upon the iconic history and beauty of Roman architecture and scenery. Niels Valentiner was the architect for the Rome-Italy temple. This had to be one that, when you walked onto this side, every person should feel like they were on an Italian site. They would recognize it because of the materials, because of the design, and because of the surrounding. These unique surroundings included the granite temple, a marble plaza, and beautifully landscaped gardens with fountains, flowers, and olive trees. One of the most stunning aspects of the temple grounds is in the visitor center. Within a two-story rotunda stands a display of the Carrera marble statues of Bertil Torvaldsen's Christus, and the Twelve Ancient Apostles. When I saw the statues of the Savior, the Christus, and the Twelve Apostles, it was just a spiritually stunning moment for me. The Rome Italy Temple was dedicated in sessions over multiple days. The temple is the 162nd of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and will serve over 23,000 church members living in Italy and in neighboring countries. President Nelson has declared that blessings will come from its presence. These members of the church will prosper, the country will prosper, neighboring nations will prosper. The effect of this temple will be incalculably great. 
In May 2019, President Nelson set out on another ministering tour. This time, he traveled to the Pacific Islands for nine days, visiting a total of seven nations, flying over 17,000 miles, addressing over 94,000 church members, and meeting with many world leaders. He was joined on the trip by his wife's sister, Wendy Nelson, and Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. My feelings are of gratitude and of love when you think of the outpouring of love we've received, we're just very, very grateful. The group was greeted with warm welcomes by members of the church and flowered-filled lays on the first leg of their trip to Kona, Hawaii. In Hawaii, they met with a gathering of young single adults and a reception with community leaders and held an evening devotional. At the devotional, President Nelson focused on the importance of living lives of prayer, oneness, and focusing on Jesus Christ, underscoring his belief that such efforts will bring members joy. God is our Father. He loves us, and he wants us to have joy. He does want us to have immortality and eternal life, but he wants us to choose this course. In APS Samoa, President Nelson met with community leaders, which included the country's prime minister and head of state. In an evening devotional, with the APS Samoa temple as his background, President Nelson encouraged members to prepare for difficult times ahead and to protect their families. In Sydney, Australia, he spoke to an at-capacity crowd of 8,000 members at the International Convention Center, speaking on the importance of the Book of Mormon. He concluded his remarks with a blessing for all Australian saints to increase their love for Jesus Christ. Then, in a New Zealand devotional, he announced the location of the recently announced Auckland Temple, soon to be the country's second temple. And in Wellington, at the midway point of his trip, he visited with Jacinda Ardern, the country's prime minister. President Nelson was very impressed with Ardern, and the pair discussed the importance of acceptance in diversity. We were very impressed with her, very impressed. We discussed the matter of a diverse population with their differences, and yet we must learn to live together. How people can have differing points of view and yet learn to live and love with one another. In Fiji and Tonga, President Nelson reminded members of the church to reach for the divine potential as children of God. In Tonga, where more than 60% of the population claims church membership, President and Sister Nelson met with the king and queen to discuss their love of the people and the importance of strengthening families. We spoke of our love for Tonga and the Tongan people. He understands and we understand the significance of the family in God's eternal plan. Family is central to that plan. As we work for strong families, we will have strong nations and a kinder world. The Pacific Ministry Tour concluded in Tahiti, where President Edward Fritsch and the First Lady of French Polynesia hosted President and Sister Nelson. The group enjoyed a cultural celebration, marking the 175th anniversary of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Tonga that was filled with cultural dance, music, and celebration. President Nelson commented on the church's growth and its potential force for good in the lives of the people of the Pacific Islands. Coming up, we conclude our exploration of the travels of President Nelson as he ministers to the people of Latin America, and we head back to Utah for his 95th birthday celebration. Travels with President Russell M. Nelson with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. 
Today we have traveled around the world with President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, journeying from the historical home of Christianity with the dedication of the Rome Italy Temple, the rich cultural heritage of the Pacific Islands, and home to faithful members in the United States. We have witnessed President Nelson build up members through service, prayers, and devotionals, heard him reach out to various world and interfaith leaders, and witnessed the love the man has for the people the world over. Now we wrap up our international tour with President Nelson's ministry tour through Latin America. In late August and early September 2019, while on a nine-day tour through Latin America, President Nelson spoke at six devotionals, visited five countries, and spoke with members of the church in Guatemala, Colombia, Ecuador, Argentina, and Brazil. He was joined on this ministry tour again by his wife's sister Wendy Nelson and Elder Quentin L. Cook of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. The group traveled over 14,000 miles and ministered to nearly 345,000 Latter-day Saints. The first stop of the tour was to the Republic of Guatemala, where President Nelson made a special impact on members when he spoke at an evening devotional in their native language. In Spanish, he asked members to teach their children and others about Jesus Christ. While many members are bilingual and speak English, they were also moved by President Nelson's reaching out to them in their native tongue. Even though I speak English and I understand English, it's not the same hearing the prophet of the church uh, speaking to you in your language and that you actually understand every word that he said. It was amazing. President Nelson continued that pattern while in Colombia, telling people heaven's greatest blessings are possible through Jesus Christ. While in Colombia, he spent time with President Ivan Duque Marquez, discussing religious freedom and the importance of protecting families. President Marquez expressed the hope that the religious organizations like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints would be a good influence on the nation. He made a very strong statement about how the morals and the strength of various religious communities is a part of the, his governmental hope. He wants all the good that he can get from our church and from the others. In Ecuador, at a devotional broadcast to all the church's congregations in that country, President Nelson told the crowd of thousands that each of them has responsibility for developing their own personal faith in God. After Ecuador, President Nelson traveled to Buenos Aires, Argentina, where he spoke to a crowd of 12,000 people. Before the devotional, President and Sister Nelson visited with recipients of one of the church's humanitarian projects. Latter-day Saints Charities partners with a local non-governmental organization to provide wheelchairs to children with disabilities. The goal of the partnership is to allow for full inclusion of people with disabilities into society. The reception of a wheelchair by a disabled child means greater mobility and opportunities for the child, enabling some to attend school when they had been denied previously. One mother summarized the blessing she felt at her kindergartner receiving a chair. The wheelchair means respect, she said. President Nelson concluded his Latin America ministry tour in Brazil, the largest country in both South America and Latin America, where he again emphasized the need to focus on the family unit. I hope there are pictures on the walls of your homes. Eu espero que haja fotos nas paredes de sua casa. Pictures of the children. Fotos das crianças. Their parents. De seus pais. And grandparents. E dos avós. And even great grandparents. E até mesmo dos bisavós. The family is an eternal unit. 
In Sao Paulo, Brazil, more than 37,000 people attended a devotional. This is the largest gathering President Nelson had spoken to outside of the U.S. President Nelson spoke of the thrill of seeing so many Latter-day Saints in Brazil and the quality of its members. It was a thrill to see so many faithful Latter-day Saints. So it's just symbolic of the great faith of these saints here in Brazil. They talk about things going viral. Membership in the church will go viral here in Brazil. I believe it's because the Lord has reserved these special spirits for this time. As the trip came to a close, President and Sister Nelson were asked about his upcoming 95th birthday and the celebration planned around it. The couple expressed their excitement about the day as well as their wish to refocus the day onto Christ. Well, it's just another day for, for me. I hope I'll be busy. I would say the closer he gets to 95, the, the more he is enchanted with the future. And there is an, an urgency. Yes, there are exciting things ahead. This work is moving forward at an accelerated pace. I can just hardly wait to bounce out of bed each morning and see what the day will bring. He would never allow this 95th celebration had, had it not been that the focus is on the Savior's influence in his life. Then he said, okay, let's have a gathering, which will, and we're inviting the world, basically, to celebrate the influence of the Savior's life in his life. And the world did come to celebrate. On September 6th, the conference center filled with 20,000 people in attendance to honor President Nelson as a heart healer and prophet of the world. President Nelson's life of service was highlighted through testimony, storytelling, and song. In a surprise moment, a child led the audience in a rousing rendition of Happy Birthday. And now it's time to sing a song we all know by heart. Happy birthday, President Nelson. The event was hosted by General Authority 70 and former sportscaster Elder Gifford Nielsen and former news anchor Ruth Todd. Video presentations highlighted President Nelson's life of service from inside the church and from without. Live performances were given by the Tabernacle Choir and Orchestra at Temple Square. Nathan Pacheco, Jenny Oaks Baker and Family Four, Gentry, the Bonner Family, and Donnie Osmond. You raised me up so I At the event, President Nelson was all smiles and gratitude. I'm totally overcome with feelings of love and gratitude. Most humbly and gratefully, I thank you for this sublime celebration tonight. To each of you, I express my love, my gratitude, and my testimony in the sacred name of Jesus Christ.
As of his birthday celebration, President Nelson has traveled over 90,000 miles to 28 countries and territories, met with over 100 world and religious leaders. He has preached around the world, conversed with world influencers, and reached out to individuals in need. We want to thank you for joining us today for this General Conference special, Travels with President Nelson, touching the hearts of church members around the world. I'm your host, Tim Hughes, and I'd like to extend a special note of gratitude to my producer, Kellyanne Halverson, who researched, wrote, and produced this special, which you can listen to on demand at kslnewsradio.com, on the KSL News Radio app, and on our Conference Conversations podcast. Thank you for traveling with us today.